Podcraft. Welcome back to the Craft Beverage Institute of the Southeast. Once again, I'm Puff, and I've got a very special guest with me again today, Danny McConnell from McConnell Farms in Henderson County, North Carolina. Danny, welcome. Glad to be here, Puff. Glad to be here. <laughs> well, Danny, you've been a uh, an advocate of our program since the get-go. You've been an amazing uh, contributor to student success and, and their research and everything. You've, you've donated thousands and thousands of gallons of juice, and we really appreciate that here. I wanted to have you on a long time because I wanted to pick brain. You've been growing fruits now for, I mean, you started as a wee lad. (laughs) My great-grandparents grew fruits, so it's been a fifth generation. So me personally has been growing about 35 years. And you started like you were five, so you're 40, 40, if I do the math. I'm about 42 (laughs) right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) makes me 13, I guess. Anyway, uh, you have given us, uh, let's just start with apples. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's bread and butter for you down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've donated a ton of, of freshly pressed cider to mm-hmm. us, and we've uh, done some things to it by, yes. by things. We fermented it out, mm-hmm. and we turned it into brandy. Yes. Uh, as, a, as a kind of a you, – you've had interest in this market for a little while, and I, I've oh, – we've made some products here that we think uh, we think are pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a personal interest as well as professional interest. <laughs> no, no, it, it, I think there's – you, you know, where your, our conversation has always stemmed from is you've got some fruits that uh, aren't pretty enough for the right. for the grocery store or, you know, we're looking to add value to some of the seconds and calls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we press, you press cider. You've got one of the fanciest presses I've ever seen in the country. Yeah, it's a real good press. It's made by no Oesco up in Massachusetts. Yeah, and you can press berries like strawberries. Mm-hmm. We do strawberries, blackberries. Peaches, plums, pears, apples. Yeah, you because you've donated peach juice, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh-huh. Apple juice. You gave us some strawberry juice one time that we turned into a wine, a strawberry uh-huh. wine, and then we actually used the yeast from that to ferment out a cider. And right. It gave a strawberry flavor to the cider, even. Uh-huh. That's that, and we we talked about maybe experimenting with a strawberry champagne at some point, uh-huh. uh, which I think. I think would be the bee's knees. I mean, oh, yeah. I think that that would turn out oh, yeah. uh, pretty amazing. Now, you you don't just harvest the fruits and process them, but you also take it a whole step further. You make donuts, you make ice cream, oh, yeah. you make... We make uh, cinnamon rolls, sweet rolls, just cakes, all kinds of stuff how, on the how farm. How are you not a thousand pounds? You're well, spelt. You're yeah, spelt, Danny. Almost a thousand pounds, spelt. but not quite. You turn sideways, I can't even see. It's yeah, right. amazing with all oh, yeah. the... Oh, no, yeah. but this, mm-hmm. like, the quality of fruit that you've brought up in the juice has is, is been next to none. Mm-hmm. And so we've taken that juice and tried to turn it into some of these fruit brandies. So there's Ed Vives. Right. Mm-hmm. The water of life. That's right. Uh, trying to take the essence of that. So we do a little segment on the show called Booze Clues. Mm-hmm. So I've set a drink in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I'm going to tip my hat a little bit. A little, the, my cards, you're going to see them a little bit. It's actually from one of your fruit juices. Mm-hmm. We've fermented it out. We've ran it through our, our uh, pilot still here. And now it's in front of you. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what you think of what this is and what you think, uh, where it is. So take okay. a sip. Uh, I'll kind of describe it to everybody listening. It's a, a golden yellow uh, liquor. Uh, it is, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's cast strength still. So... There's a lot going on in it's, here. It's hot. It's, 
It's uh, it's the, well on a uh, for those of you that are listening on a warm sunny day. It is not warm and sunny here, so this is a, a warming a belly warming cocktail. Yes, it is. So, what do you think this is? Mm. You you with all the fruit knowledge. Yes, yes, it has a very good peachy flavor. Well, there it was. So there it was. So you. You donated uh, 70 gallons mm-hmm. of freshly pressed peach juice at one point, mm-hmm. which I know how of a pain in the fanny that is because that's a stone fruit from the Droop family. Yes. You got to pull all those pits out yes. before you can really get after them. Mm-hmm. And you did that. You pressed this peach juice. The peach juice was amazing. And, I, I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I probably drank a gallon of it that day. So it was mm-hmm. probably only 68 or so gallons that we turned into wine. Yeah. But... We took that and then we distilled it off, uh, similar to kind of fruit brandy production in some of the other parts of the world. Uh, we tried to keep it under right around 70% coming off the still. And then we, we've now aged it over French oak mm-hmm. uh, chips that we think that would be pretty appropriate. Now, this is still a bit young. It still has a little time to it, but I think it's going to come into his own really quick. It's hanging on the side of the glass very well too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got some legs. It's got some mouthfeel. It's mm-hmm. a, it's it's a bit sweet. It's got uh, a lot of flavor going on. Mm-hmm. It it is it is really good. So we uh, we took it out of the cask today. Well, cask we we've got it stored here. Um, we watered it down a little bit because it it's still pretty <clears throat> potent. Uh, as far as that goes, I think it would probably be best to be served or bottled at probably forty percent, and then you know. Mm-hmm. Opened up with a little bit of water if you're going to enjoy it down to about 35 or 30 percent, depending on you know your style. I think it grabs that fresh peach flavor. Yeah, what you could do is you could put an ice cube of peach cider in there, fresh peach cider, and that would really that would that be amazing. The, that would so change you, you the would profile. Get that, well, you get that cast strength, mm-hmm. and then you would freeze some of your fresh. You were telling me this little mm-hmm. trick earlier. So you would take some an ice cube tray and you'd mm-hmm. pour it full of fruit juice. Whether it's apple or peach or whatever juice you have. Strawberry, strawberry fig, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. So you would put that ice cube in here and that would be, I don't know if you could beat that. Nope. I really, I, with the fresh peach flavor and this age and, and the some of the, the wood tannins that are inside of there, I don't think you could beat that with just about anything. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, Danny, I drink occasionally for the students. I drink occasionally on this show. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I really think some of the fruit juices that you've been giving us because of the quality have made really, really quality mm-hmm. spirits. And you know, life's too short to drink bad liquor. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. So. So, so a couple of the other weird things that we've talked about, and you gave me a fruit this summer, which was a cross. I don't even know if you could talk about this, but it was a cross between a peach, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite fruits, and which I was really excited about this brandy because peaches are one of my favorites, that was crossed with an apricot. Mm-hmm. From, am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Another mm-hmm. amazing fruit. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like a, oh, it wasn't softball size. It was pretty big, though. Yeah, it wasn't. It's, it's not, about size of your fist. Yeah. Depending, I guess, on the size of your hand. That's right. But you know, an apricot is not that big to start no, with. No, it's not. It's a, it's a, it's like a size of a small plum, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah. And they're all in the same family. We're talking correct. groups again, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah it's... And it was bred that way, and it, it is just, it's awesome. It's got a beautiful orange, poor peachy, kind of a yellow, yeah, it's like a yellow, color. Yeah, yellowy. This a, has got a, a bright orange egg yolk kind of color. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. looking fruit, and then you handed me a bag of them, and I was like, well, what are these? And you tried to, 
they don't have a name, right? Right. They were unnamed. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. They Why have they named them. after you? Well, because that's they haven't been named at all. Don't know where they're going to release it fully yet or not. So just I, have to this wait wasn't even see. because I think that. Could make an amazing brand. I have a peach trial, we, what we call a variety trial at the farm. We've got yeah. about 14 different varieties in that trial that are there. Some of them are winners and some of them are losers. And this one here is going to be a winner. I think so. Yeah. I mean, just tasting them and, and uh, you know, just cutting them off. It, <laughs> I mean, it was just an, it, like the, the, the taste... The texture of the flesh of the fruit mm-hmm. wasn't too peachy and it wasn't too... Like apricots tend to be a little denser. Right, yeah. And then the peach, you know, the skin was fuzzy. Right. Just like both <laughs> of them pretty much are. Right. And it had a density to the flesh that wasn't so dense, but it was, it just, mm-hmm. it was like a meal. It was really, oh, yeah. really... It was good. They're no, good. No, they oh, are yeah. real good. Oh, so yeah. what else you got? <laughs> what else are you doing? I mean, every time I turn around, you have something else that you're delivering. You you gave me some figs that we're yeah. going to experiment mm-hmm. with. You gave me some strawberries mm-hmm. again. You're, we're going to kind of screw around with. We're heading toward the middle of November, and we we harvested figs today. Oh, wow. So we've been picking figs since the middle of August, so it's a three-month right wow. there. We've got a fig variety. It's really good. Yeah. That uh, does well. Uh, that may be something that we need to look into as far as making some distilled spirits. Of no, I, I, I think that would be really, really uh, another thing you gave me not that long ago was ginger. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And so we have macerated that ginger in some 40% ethanol solution. Mm-hmm. And now we've ran it through our Rotovap. Right. To try to make uh, kind of an extract or a concentrated, pull some of that that fresh ginger essence mm-hmm. out of the, the root material and kind of ha- put it in a liquid form. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll make sure you get some of that before you leave today. But that was a really interesting experiment because we wanted to try to take that ginger oil out mm-hmm. and right. try to concentrate it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a few more things we can do back there to concentrate it even more. But it is it is a, it was beautiful ginger. Mm-hmm. It was baby ginger. It still had right. some pink on it. And it was this beautiful, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it was hot. But it wasn't overly hot. I mean, it was something you could still Correct. eat, right? Uh, and, and enjoy. And it was so. I ate a piece of the the macerated ginger right out of the <laughs> right out of the soaked ethanol because we basically put forty percent ethanol solution in there and had it kind of sitting for a couple of days. We shook it up, tried right. to pull that those flavors out, and then we threw it through this rotary evaporator, which distills under a vacuum to pull basically the alcohol out of it. And what's left over should be that concentrated ginger flavor. And it mm-hmm. shouldn't have been changed much because we haven't really, we don't have to put the temperature up too high to cook it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have you smell. That's a really interesting smell too. Okay, good. I think, you know, when we, we've talked about essences and, and, and brandies and distilled spirits and, you know, we, we're of a like mind that what what do you got? That's <laughs> right. What's what's going to come up next? Yeah, That's like, right. Hey, you you oh, are, yeah. you're, you're bringing stuff up, and I'm I'm trying to turn it into a, another viable product for you, and we'll right. see uh, we'll see how that that moves into oh, the future. Yes. Oh yeah. We're hoping that uh, mm-hmm. I really like the apple brandy we've been coming up with. Uh, we've had really good um, sensory experience for most of the people that have tried it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this peach that we've experimented with, I think, is one of those things where it could be a it could be a huge hit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's using a hundred percent peach juice to make anything. I don't think I don't. Th- 
I don't know of a lot of 100% juices that's used to make anything anyway. No, I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I mean, there's a, a good cider industry around here. Right. There's nine hard cideries, but I haven't heard of anybody making, you know, a, a true apple brandy right. in Western North Carolina. Right. There's, there's mm-hmm. the Carriage House not that far away from here. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing an apple brandy. But. And I know of nobody making peach or plum or anything like that no and and it's been a lot of fun to experiment oh, yeah. with bet, those flavors sure. no and it's it's not just because it's booze but it's that's a challenge because mm-hmm. the challenge of trying to get <clears throat> that fresh fruit flavor from right off the vine into a glass mm-hmm. with all of these steps in between oh yeah is is the trick because mm-hmm. i want people to have this this peach brandy and go wow that that smells like a fresh peach and then it just kind of goes away with all these other wood flavors and oak. And I can smell it on the table right yeah, now. No, it's, yeah, no, it's... That's right, yeah. You're it, talking about ginger. We do a lot with ginger at the farm. We sell fresh ginger. We do a we do ginger donuts, ginger ice cream. We make a ginger chow chow. We make a ginger jelly. Uh, we do pickle ginger. So that it's pi- all... Kind no, of, you gave me a jar of that pickle ginger. Oh, yeah. And I put it on a hot dog this weekend. And it was amazing. It's good. It's no, good. it's the perfect condiment for a hot dog. Right. A little mustard and a little of that ginger. Mm-hmm. Man. You wouldn't think it would be, but it is. <clears throat> no, it, it is. Tastes, no, it, it, it just reminds you of when you eat it by itself, you think, well, wow, that could go good on a hot dog. No, and it does. Or a broth, any of that stuff. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it was my my daughter loves hot dogs, uh-huh. and so she was asking for them, and I was like, "Well, I, yeah, let's go get some." And and I remembered that jar sitting on the counter. I was like, "It's about time to open that up and That's have right. it on a hot dog." So Break that seal. I did. I That's did. Right. And that, man, is that good stuff? That's oh, yeah. really really good stuff. And uh, like just like everything I've gotten from you is, a, oh, is yes. oh yeah. Well, sometimes we have some duds, but well, yeah. I, I don't give you this. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like, like our <laughs> kind of like our sweet corn ice cream that we made one time. You know that just didn't turn out too well, but tasted okay. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I think that'd be kind of a hard sell for yeah. some people. Well, I don't know. I'm from Iowa. I would eat sweet corn ice cream all That's day. That's right. Yeah, because you're from the Midwest, so you could do that. But yeah. you know, around here, nah. I just did it just to see what it would taste like, and it was okay. You ever made a sweet potato ice? Cream that no, a, never done that. That's kind of a pumpkin, North Carolina thing. pumpkin butternut squash. I've done all that, but have never actually done a sweet potato. That would be a good idea, though. Hmm. Would, I mean, the holidays are coming up. That's right. It'd be good with your pumpkin pie and sweet potato ice cream. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? Hmm. And I know ginger is the flavor of the season. Oh yeah. So let's say people want to get in contact with you. Okay. How mm-hmm. do they? How do they do that? We are at one seven seven Old Dana Road in Hendersonville. Uh, our email address is McConnellFarms at BellSouth.net, um, 828-692-2819. And that farm's been in your family for five generations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We have been to different locations, but actually that uh, my mother's family, she grew up on a farm in Haywood County, and my father, he actually migrated here from Macon County from uh, – to Henderson County. And we won't so hold that against No, them. that's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, but we've been on this particular farm since the 40s. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful farm. Everyone should go down and check it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're lucky enough to try any of the produce and other things from McConnell Farm, you're, you guys are in uh, yep. in for a treat. We um, also do uh, – we let the – we do West Asheville Tailgate Market. We also do North Asheville. We also do the Asheville City Market as well. When do you sleep? Yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, on Saturday mornings, it's kind of hard to get up 4 o'clock. And, yeah. It's like, I, I, I've been telling people this for years, but anybody that farms 
is the biggest gambler on the planet. That's right. Yes. You guys are all nuts. Yes, we are. We truly are. <laughs> no, you guys are. A, That's right. You we have don't to need first to go. Of all be a different breed. We don't need to go to Atlantic City or go on a cruise <laughs> to gamble. We do it twenty four seven. You really do. That's right. I spe- you know, anytime you're putting anything in the ground and it's <clears throat> subject to Mother Nature. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you guys could be. Yeah. You could have a beautiful apple on the tree one minute and the hailstorm come through the next and everything is done. That's why you've got to have other markets to go for it when it does that. Well, we had two hailstorms this summer. I know. And it uh the block you I called you about the blossoms and you were yeah. you were concerned mm-hmm. as, as one should be if that's right. your livelihood. Right. We've had seventy inches of rain this year. Which is that's if, if someone thinks about seventy inches of rain, mm-hmm. that's almost six foot of rain. Right. Oh yeah. Six feet of rain. Right. That put a lot of places. I mean, not all at once, and but we've still, still that's six weeks to go in this year. <laughs> no, so, and it's raining today. That's right. It's supposed to rain tomorrow and <laughs> yeah. rain Thursday. Yeah, and you said the the four letter S word too. That's, that's right. That yes. snow word. Uh, mm-hmm. That's uh, everyone. Not quite used to down in these parts. That's right. Yes, yeah. especially this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what uh, we talked about this marriage of an apricot and a and a peach. Anything else you could tell me about, or is it all top secret? No, it's just they haven't. They, it was because uh, a plum cot is something that came out of plums and apricots. Yeah, there's, and that's something there's that's cots. There's just what's there's, a blue cot? It's a it's a cross between a apricot and a. I put you, you have stumped. Here, you have stumped me. You have stumped my <laughs> botany uh, crap. It's, well, your uh, botany prowess is way, way farther than mine will ever be. That's so. That's not even a question. I for, I for, forgot what it is, but it's there's a lot of crosses out there. No, and that, and like that's when pe- when I say oh, there's a bunch of new fruits. People are like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. New fruits? Yeah. No, there's two fruits. There's apples mm-hmm. and bananas. What are that's you talking right. about? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Okay. No, but there are a lot of things where people are experimenting not only with just uh, disease resistance and mm-hmm. other things, but some of the heirloom things that are being rediscovered and putting back into the, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the flavors that people are looking for. There's probably about two, I think there's about 4,000 known apple varieties in the world right now. Yeah. So that's been, you know, it's been some varieties have been lost. Some have been thrown away just because they weren't that great when they were improved upon. So yeah. there's a lot of new ones that are coming out all the time. There's all kinds of the new ones that are coming from different breeding programs. And it's, you know, when does it stop? Never. It shouldn't, really, yeah, because diseases I, are always changing, That's too, right. Now. Oh, yeah. And fl- people's tastes are changing. The hot thing now that's going to be coming up in apples is going to be smaller apples. The consumers are wanting smaller apples this day and time, so there's a huge... More like a snack, or they're just yes. worried about the calorie? Well, it's both. It's for kids that don't want oh, a great big... okay, that A great sense. big four-inch diameter apple. They no, want a yeah. two-inch diameter apple and smaller, so that's, they can fit in a lunchbox and that type of stuff. So that's that's kind of where the industry, a lot of the industry is leading to now. Well, you were telling me that there's a different way to grow the apple now, too, that has been more productive, like a trellis system? Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of trellis systems out now that really... For a tree. Yes, that grow. You can grow an orchard. Used to, that 100 years ago, 50 apples on an acre was a huge, huge amount. Now there's... 50 apples on an 50 acre? 50 apple trees on an oh, acre. Oh, on an acre. I was like, 50 uh-huh. actual apples. I was yeah. like, that's some pretty low produce numbers. And a tree was probably, could be 30 feet tall and 60 feet in diameter. They could be huge. No, they were huge, huge trees. trees. How did they pick them then? All by hand? Cl- climb ladders and... Oh, yeah. 
Well, that doesn't seem OSHA safe now. <laughs> well, that was that was back in the day before OSHA was invented. But uh, and now they nowadays we have we're planting apples now that back then we they were planted probably on a thirty by forty grid. Okay. Now we're planting on about a two foot by ten foot grid. Two two feet. Really? Yes, and that two foot a, between the trees. Mm-hmm, that'll put a, I think at somewhere in the neighborhood of twelve to fourteen hundred apple trees per acre now. Why would you plant them that close? Because well, they grow you, up straight or you prune yeah, them? Yeah, they grow up straight and they're easier to work with, and they can also be mechanically harvested. Ah, so you go down the road with a picker mm-hmm. and you can yeah, pick them that way. Yeah, you could do it that way. That's That works out. That helps a lot, too, because you know how our labor situation is now. Yes, yes. So, yeah, no, I get mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. I, that's, how does it work on the trellis? Like, how, how tall would it be? Most of the trellises, I think, are about 10 foot tall, and that's all they, you know, about 10 foot tall. We only want them about three foot, three foot across, at, uh, so the tree's only about, about a two foot on one side of the wire and two foot on the other side. So, so if you would have proposed that about 60 years ago, people would have thought you were nuts. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, they would have. Uh, they would have really got a big laugh out of that. No, but the apples per acre, mm-hmm. now with 1,400 trees as opposed yeah. to what a, there's just that Used much to, more Used to it yield. took about seven years to get an apple tree in production. These trellis on these new rootstocks are probably about after the third year you've got a full crop, full crop. Really, that fast? That second turnaround. year you'll have a the second year after you set them you'll have a half a crop. What's the lifespan on a tree now these days? Oh, on the trellis systems are about twelve years. Okay, so That's you're getting the 12, very longest. So yeah, yeah, you're getting twelve years out of one of these trellis That's systems. That's twelve years from the day you set it. So. You are planting trees, of course, every year to, mm-hmm. to make up for the trees that have been lost. We or usually try or, to set between 500 and 1,000 trees every year. Yeah. See, that that's what the gambling I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're oh, buying 1,000 yeah. trees, and hopefully they're mm-hmm. going to grow in three years to start. Now, the trees that you're planting, it's not in the trellis. So what kind of yield... What yield expectations are you waiting on? Is it a three-year thing? Is it, it is. A- it's about a four-year, four to five-year without a trellis on a different rootstock, an older rootstock. Some of the newer rootstocks you're going to get three years. You'll get easily get easily get twelve to fourteen hundred bushel to the acre after three years. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean they're going to grow and they're going to produce apples the first couple, but it's not anything that's going to be. I mean, you're going to harvest them, but it's not going to be anything that's going to be. Paying for itself by that Second time. Second year, you'll have a half a crop. Which half is, a crop. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's really a quick turnaround. Oh yeah, for yeah. a tree. Yeah. And the third year, you have a full crop. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the thing of it is, you have to be able to guess what the market wants to put the right variety. Oh, in three in. years. <clears throat> How are you going to know what people want to eat in three years? I don't know. Time's really. The consumer, consumer, this day and time is taste change in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's it's well, it, it, coming from the craft beverage industry, mm-hmm. it's the same way. Mm-hmm. What's the new next best thing? Right. But with a tree, unlike uh, barley mm-hmm. and beer, or even hops, that's a you know an annual harvest or semi annual mm-hmm. harvest in some cases. Uh, you can't do that with tree fruits. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> There's actually an apple variety now called the next best thing. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, that's oh, yeah. good marketing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That is really good marketing. Yes. You know, it start, all the apples started out with the man we call Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know why Johnny Appleseed loved apples so much? Johnny Appleseed didn't love apples as much as he did apple brandy. Yes, I know. 
and he he loved brandy and he loved to make brandy and he loved for all his friends and neighbors to make brandy so that's why he kind of got started doing what he did well and it all boils down to alcohol oh yes i mean why would we stop being hunter gatherers if we can start farming that's right make booze that's exactly (laughs) right Exactly right. And it's a, I mean, it's not just the booze. It's another way to preserve the produce. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it, it's going to keep a lot longer as alcohol in a barrel mm-hmm. than an apple sitting on a shelf. Yes. You could imagine back in 300 years ago in western North Carolina, there weren't any roads. So if you grew a couple of acres of corn, so to speak, that you didn't, you had to take it to market. And you may have to take it from Madison County all the way to... Charlotte, Columbia, South Carolina. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and not even roads. There weren't even cars. Right. And so you kind of had a hor- to... horse and buggy. And... Mm-hmm. and so instead of taking 50 bushels of corn, if you could take two or three gallons of liquor, that that way you could t- carry less and get as much or more for it. Well, and if you, you see would, where you'd I'm make going. way better time. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you so, only need the one horse. All right, yeah, that's <laughs> right. On the wagon. That's right, yes. Yeah. So that's the way a lot of it, you know, got started. Well, it's a concentration of a, mm-hmm. of a food product. Right. And that's what we're trying to do for you here. That's right, that's right. Concentrate it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Essence, ed of yes, ease. Right, that's like right, to, okay. Ed of ease. I'll have to remember that word. Yeah. Yes. Well, Danny, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I hope we can have you on again soon. Oh, yeah, I truly enjoyed it. Yeah, and we, uh, we'll we we'll talk more about uh, okay. some of the crazy stuff that we come up with as mm-hmm. as time goes on. I appreciate everything you've done for the kids here at the oh, program. Oh, you're most and, welcome. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon, Danny. Great. Cheers. Thanks a lot. 